They don't buy into it, but Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield and his wife Emily were driving home from dinner out near Lake Travis, Texas. That's when they saw it, a very bright ball of light going straight down out of the sky. Academia and Silicon Valley may scoff. Baker Mayfield and his wife were scoffers until they saw one themselves. They're seen by people everywhere, more than ever. Over Hawaii, a mysterious blue UFO spotted, and the whole thing caught on camera. From Akron, Ohio to Prince George, B.C., and a lot of other places, these strange sightings of streaking objects in the sky have only increased in number. This goes far beyond the old Area 51 controlled by the U.S. Air Force. Even the Pentagon says many of these images taken are genuine, but they don't know what. Thank goodness, God sent light when he created the world. So live in the light of his light through Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're starting a series today called Great Gospel Verses. What is the gospel? The word is simple enough to translate. It means good news. Sometimes we like to overcomplicate the good news and add extra things to it. But as we start this series this week, I wanted to look at verses that clearly point us to the good news. But sometimes that good news confronts our lives. Jesus brought good news because we are all facing bad news. We'll be judged for our sin. The very nature of the gospel is confrontational. It confronts our sin. And too often, we want to avoid confrontation. In a moment, we're going to see how Christ himself confronted those who were not getting the gospel. I know we don't like confrontations today. I get that. I don't like them either. And last week, as we were talking about some of the false teachings that are in the Christian world today, a few people contacted us and asked why. Why not just be uplifting and build each other up? But we've heard from so many more, like Ted, who had this to say. I appreciate your sharing the true gospel and standing up against the prosperity gospel. The works I am saved by are Christ's works on my behalf, and the gift of faith I have in him. In myself, I am most wretched, but in Christ, I become the righteousness in him. Thanks for those encouraging words, friend. Our intention is not to offend for offense's sake, but rather to point everyone, Christian and non-Christian, to the true gospel found in Christ alone, by faith alone. In a moment, we're going to hear an excerpt from the documentary called American Gospel, Christ Alone. Recently, I asked the filmmaker of this project why he made the movie. So I believe that American culture's influence on the gospel, or what I call the American gospel, is a problem. It's a distorted, corrupted gospel. It's what happens when you add promises of the American dream of health and wealth and prosperity to the gospel, and it distracts completely from the person and work of Christ. I think films have a unique um, way of captivating an audience, their attention, where they're going to sit there through a two-hour film and, in, and take in all that information at once, whereas a book, you might read a little bit, put it down, come back to it a week later or something but a film can take 
everything from testimonies of people to preaching to visuals and animation, all these different forms of media and communication to help explain a clear message. That's filmmaker Brandon Kimber. And I really want to send you a copy of his DVD called American Gospel, Christ Alone. He exposes the false moralistic and prosperity gospels that have crept into church thinking over the past several decades. I think it's so important to understand false teaching and how we can truly know what the Bible shows about salvation and the good news. Get a copy for yourself or consider getting the five pack we have that you can share with those who need to hear the gospel. So after this program, you just need to call us at 800 6 That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us at haventoday.org. Watch a preview of the documentary, and you can make your gift there. Our website again is haventoday.org. And now on this Monday, let's open. We'll be led in worship by Hillsong Worship.
no other name. On Haven Today by Hillsong Worship, I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called Great Gospel Verses. There is a belief out there that Christians should not challenge false teaching. But this just doesn't line up with the Bible. Yes, we're to strive for unity. We need to love our brothers and sisters. But in both the Old and New Testaments, we see how the Lord uses people to challenge others who are getting the gospel wrong. And that's exactly what the American Gospel documentary does. The prosperity gospel is this ideology that's ironclad. It's ironclad in all these assumptions that form like this iron curtain around it. And you got to break through that before people who adhere to it will give you any kind of hearing. One of them is just fear. My brother, my sister, be careful if you raise your voice against the man of God. Even if that man of God is wicked, sickness will come on you. You speak against them, you would be cursed. That's the way we were taught. And so we grew up with a lot of fear, never to question the theology, the teaching, or even the lifestyle. They assume that these preachers are untouchable. If you touch servants of God, you will be judged severely that they're the Lord's anointed, and the Bible says, touch not the Lord's anointed. And by touch, they understand that to mean you don't challenge their views. Don't mention people's names on your radio program and your TV program. The Bible is explicit. False teachers must be called out by name. I mean, Paul called out Peter, you know, the top dog. He called them out when he was acting in such a way that was out of line with the gospel. Touch not the anointed. They just take this idea of David not wanting to touch the Lord's anointed, Saul. Touch there means kill. It means harm physically. Sometimes I wish God give me a Holy Ghost machine gun. I'll blow your head off. I don't want to kill them. I don't want to attack them. I'm not wishing any bodily harm to them or anything like that. I'm just telling you how easy is it to go through Scripture and say what Scripture says. The Bereans in Acts 17, they're commended for wanting to make sure the things that Paul is teaching are in the Bible. One, it shows that we love them. We love them enough to pray for them, even though they are in a very real way our enemies. We call them out in hopes that they would hear this true gospel and that they would hear this rebuke and that it would break their hearts and that they would repent of their sins and trust in the Lord Jesus. One thing I've never sought to do is bring down my family. Uh, This is not my smear campaign against my uncle. My family is the most loving family. They're most kind people. They're affectionate. My dad always told me he was proud of me. My mom always told me she loved me. Uh, My sisters are amazing women. I love my family. But the reality is, I love Jesus more. The gospel divides unbelievers from believers. Doctrine is what divides. In fact, it was the Lord Jesus Christ who came to divide. He came with a sword to divide mother against daughter, father against son. And so we have people suppressing doctrinal truth for the sake of unity. The gospel is the only thing that has the power to save. If we get the gospel wrong, we get Christianity wrong. And so standing for truth comes at a cost, and sometimes that's going to mean broken relationships. Because I can't stand for deceit, and I can't just turn a blind eye to what is hurting many people. An excerpt put together from the American Gospel Christ Alone documentary. And one of the main stories you heard there was from Costi Hinn. As he was confronted with the gospel, 
he had a choice. Do I stay loyal to my family, especially to my world-famous uncle, or do I follow Jesus Christ? And as you heard him just share with us, he loves his family. In fact, he still talks with them and he prays for them, but he has had to speak up about the error that they taught. And that's not always easy. There are three words in our modern Christian world that have become curse words. We bristle when we hear them. Our hair stands up. But ironically, we love using these three words against others. What are these words? You are wrong. Some Christians today avoid them completely, while others seem to love confrontation and enjoy hurting the ones that they are confronting. We're calling this series, as I said, Great Gospel Verses. And something I pray we come to see is that confrontation sometimes is necessary. I don't just mean going out of the world to confront everyone we think is wrong. I mean we need to be confronted with the gospel. In fact, there is no salvation without confrontation. Just think about all the confrontation that shows up in the Bible. Adam and Eve ate the fruit, deceived by the serpent. And that's when the Lord found them and confronted them. What have you done? But out of that confrontation, there was that promise that salvation was coming. When David abused his power in taking Bathsheba, even though she was married, and then killing her husband when she got pregnant, he had to be confronted by Nathan, the prophet. You are the man. And out of that confrontation, Psalm 51 shows David's repentance, and it also shows the Lord's grace. In the New Testament, Peter was shocked that Jesus said he was about to die. Peter wanted Christ to be with him forever. So he began rebuking the teacher, rabbi, telling him that going to the cross was not an option. Jesus had already praised Peter for his confession, you are the Christ, the Messiah. But in that moment, he turned and looked at Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. Confrontation. He told Peter he would eventually betray him confrontation. But after his resurrection, he restored Peter. He commissioned Peter to take care of his brothers and to strengthen the Lord's people. Paul confronted Peter when Peter didn't want to eat with the Gentiles. He told him his behavior was out of step with the gospel. Peter later wrote that all people, Gentiles and Jews, have a faith of equal standing. Confrontation is absolutely vital. How are you? when you get confronted. I've never been to law school, but I can sure become an ace defense lawyer when I'm put on the spot. Sometimes I just can't get myself to say the words that I was wrong. Maybe you can relate to that. Jesus knows this. He knows how we are. There is a great gospel verse I want to look at right now, and it comes directly after the most famous gospel verse of all time. We all know John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It's a beautiful proclamation of the gospel in a single sentence. God's love for us, Christ's sacrifice for us, our call to faith and an eternal home. That's a great gospel verse. But the rest of Jesus' words shouldn't be forgotten in this great gospel passage. Verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. That's from John 3, following John 3.16. The Father did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. But when Jesus came into the world, he confronted it. His entire life was a confrontation between him and the evils at work in the world. His birth confronted King Herod with the reality that a new king had been born, a king whose kingdom would never end. On a trip to Jerusalem, his mission came into conflict with his parents and those around him. Luke tells us the story, and it ends with Jesus asking, Am I not supposed to be about my father's business? All through his ministry, Jesus confronted the sin he saw, but none of those confrontations were meant to condemn. They were meant to bring healing. And we forget that sometimes when we are called out, when we are confronted on something we have done or are doing wrong, we get ready for a fight. We think that being told we're wrong is being told we aren't loved, that we aren't cared for. But we can't think about it that way. Being confronted is an opportunity to receive grace. Jesus did not come to condemn even though he came to confront. He came to save. And we are saved only in a face-to-face confrontation with the Lord. He's the light, and the light shines in the darkness. When the light of Christ reveals your sin and your darkness, it's an opportunity to find your healing. Whoever believes in Christ is not condemned. Instead, we find his love and his mercy poured out on us. The light shines into our darkness, and sometimes that hurts. It hurts to be told you are wrong, but it's in that moment that we can walk into the light and we can find grace. The fear that we feel when our sin is exposed threatens us. It tells us that the Lord can't possibly love someone so rotten. It tells us that we need to cover our tracks, clean up our appearance unless someone else finds out. But it's actually the opposite. There is no good news, no great gospel message without the bad news first. The Father did not send the Son into the world to condemn us to death. Instead, he sent Jesus into the world to be condemned to death for us. It was the Christ who took the condemnation we deserve, the sins that we have committed, and the shame we carry with us. He took all of that and he stood in our place on the cross. He saved us by his own death. And in his resurrection, he calls you and me to step out of the darkness and come into the light. Salvation can never be something we achieve for ourselves. We were dead. We were lost in the darkness. Our sin blinded us to the glory and the love of the Lord. But the light shines into the darkness. Christ is risen. And his light reaches us no matter how deep in the darkness we are. 
and he calls us to step into the light. Just like Adam and Eve were called to step out of hiding. Or David was called to confess his sins finally. Or Peter was graciously restored to the light of grace. We are called to hear Christ's words once again. Not to condemn, but to save. That's his mission. He has come, he has risen, and he's now at the right hand of the Father. Only he is able to save to the uttermost. Hear this great gospel verse again. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but so the world might be saved through him. Step into the light. Receive his grace. Rejoice in his love. And let his light shine through you as you follow him day by day. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made Apart from him nothing Was made that has been made In him was life And the life was the light of men The light shines in the dark Darkness could not comprehend For God so loved the world For God so loved the world That He gave His only Son That He gave His only Son If you Sovereign Grace and West Coast Revival in the beginning on Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris. Our first day in a series this week called Great Gospel Verses. It's so important that we understand what the Bible really has to say about the gospel. Is it Christ plus my extra faith or my extra works that saves me? Is it Christ plus health and wealth that will make me truly happy in this life? Well, if you've asked yourself similar questions, or if you know someone who doesn't understand the gospel as defined in the Bible, then you need to watch and share the documentary that we've heard some excerpts from today called American Gospel, Christ Alone. This movie takes a hard look at American moralistic Christianity and the Word of Faith movement, but more than that, it conveys the true life-transforming gospel of salvation through grace by faith in Christ alone. This DVD is a great tool that you can use to share the gospel with loved ones. And to help you do that, we've put together a bundle of five of these DVDs that you can easily give away for a minimum gift to the ministry. Or if you just make a gift of any amount, we'll send you a single DVD of American Gospel. 
why don't you call us right now? And the number to call is 800-654-2836. Our number once again is 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the preview that we put up online and you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And real quick, earlier you heard a clip that featured Pastor Costi Hinn. Yes, he's the nephew of a famous prosperity gospel preacher. And he's on our Great Stories podcast, where he shares how he came out of the prosperity gospel movement and found true faith in Jesus Christ. You can hear it all at haventoday.org or look for Great Stories with Charles Morris wherever you listen to a podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this Monday. Would you come back again tomorrow? But again, we get to share together another great Bible verse. But we'll do it in light of the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Spring is finally here, and gardeners everywhere are spreading mulch on their flower beds. They use mulch because it nourishes the soul. It provides a protective layer against the weeds. You know, according to Jesus, there is such a thing as spiritual weeds. And when a spiritual weed grows among the people of God, it chokes out spiritual fruit. Which is why I kind of think of these verses in Colossians 3 as a sort of protective spiritual mulch. It says to believers, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. And above all these virtues, you need to put on love. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.